This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Michael Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lind Group in Ventura, California. This week, we have an interesting topic. We're going to be talking a lot about the yield curve, and I know everyone just stopped their cars and jumped up and down to hear that, but that's today's topic. And as always, we have my good friend and co-host, Tony Shore, with me. Tony, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing today? Oh, I am doing great, Michael. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. I'm really looking forward to this one. And, you know, it's a it's a highlight of my week uh, doing the radio show with you. You know that, right? Oh, absolutely. It's uh, feelings mutual. So Excellent. Thanks for having me on your show. Now, how was your week? How have you been? You know what? We're just staying busy. We're trying to stay active. It's been a busy time of the year with the with the Brexit, with the yield curves, with all the things that we're going to be talking about today. We've been very active once again this time of the year. Not sure why. I guess everyone's having birthdays, so we're doing a lot of social security planning. We've helped file a whole lot of applications in the last month. So, no, things are just staying active and going well. How, how's life in your in your neck of the woods? Oh, it's going great, going great. Just keeping busy as usual and trying to stay uh, on top of the situation when it comes to uh, our world economy that we now live in, you know, with the Brexit vote a few weeks back and the markets uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Uh, but that's why I rely on you. So what's what's our topic du jour, our topic of the day? today. Well, it's kind of interesting. I'm not going to answer that question. I'm just going to get into it. So we're going to we're going to talk about some stuff. But it, over the last couple of weeks or certainly last week, we spent a lot of time focusing on that Brexit vote. Great Britain voting to leave the EU, uh, the European Union, what that meant and what happened. The, the couple trading days preceding that election that no one really thought was going in the direction of them leaving caused the stock markets in the U.S. the Dow to lose almost a thousand points pretty instantaneously. We had, you know, Friday where it went down over 600 points. The following day where it was down almost 300 points. It was pretty incredible, the reaction. And in our last show, we spent a lot of time talking about the math versus the emotion. It's very interesting that when you look at the U.S. S&P 500, all of those companies, only about 9% of corporate earnings come from Europe in general, and only about 2.9% come specifically from the United Kingdom. And so you say, wow, how mathematically does this Brexit, them leaving the EU, cause our stock market to go down so much when they really don't have a big mathematical impact? I think a lot of it had to do with emotions. I think of a lot of it had to do with unknowns. The reality is, is Britain, the UK, all of that stuff leaving and changing 
isn't a big mathematical issue. It's not a big mathematical conversation, but what it leads to is the bigger concern. Are other countries going to leave? Is the EU going to dissolve? You know, all these what ifs that come out of the, the spitballing ideas from that. But we had our show. We talked about it. I think we had uh, done the show and recorded the show right at the bottom of that day two trading. Yep. And yep. then after that, you know, after our show is recorded, the markets proceeded to have a major rally. In fact, a lot of the indexes, not the U.S. ones, they teased them, but went even higher. I thought it was amazing that the FTSE, the Financial Times Stock Exchange, which is London's top 100 financial companies, kind of like our S&P or our Dow kind of stuff. So very directly companies related to the EU, related to change. They actually closed the week higher than before the Brexit vote, which I thought was a pretty incredible run in and of itself. But something's happening. And this is where the thoughts, the concerns start to loom. So what happens is, is when people panic, we see it on the news. Everyone starts talking about these safe havens. People run and hide. They go put all their money in U.S. treasuries. So they pull out of the stock market. They pull out of their equities. They go dump them into U.S. treasuries and what they feel are safe havens. And we see this manifested because what happens is the yields, the, the basically that dividend that the bond will pay you for putting your money with them, they were falling. So as the markets were crashing, the yields were falling. And so the more people that are willing to buy in are also willing to accept, accept a lower yield. Therefore, that's why they fall. It's that whole bid ask, you know, the whole concept of supply and demand. And so, all of a sudden, the stock market rallies. It runs right back up. It te- the Dow teases 18,000. But something didn't change. The U.S. Treasuries, especially the 10-year Treasury, it didn't go back up, meaning people oh. weren't necessarily flooding out of these safe havens back into the equities. And that's interesting because normally if people are going to pull their money back out and now the treasurers are trying to attract new investors, the yields will increase. Once again, the whole concept of supply and demand. We didn't see that happen. And in fact, yields have fallen even more. I mean, as of yesterday, the 10-year treasury was at the low of lows. I think they said it was the lowest since like 1953. It touched um, 1.32% yesterday. Wow, but aren't the markets going up? Well, they were, and, they, and they've been kind of soft for the last couple of days, but they're positive right now. But as a whole, that rally you think would have brought the treasuries back up, at least maybe to the one and a half range or something like that. But they didn't. They've actually been falling. And so that's a concern. What that tells us on some levels is that people are still scared. In fact, people are still concerned that they're still out looking for the safe haven investment. So the fear of the Brexit, the fear of economic data, the fear of the global world and all of that stuff has not left just because the stock market rallied back up. In fact, the stock market rallied on very low volume, which is another indication of people aren't overly excited to jump back in. A lot of fear, a lot of concern still floating around out there. So I realize that a lot of this information is rather confusing, but the takeaway is, is I'm a certified financial planner. These are the things that we look at. These are the rationales that we use and discuss when helping our clients decide what to do with their investments, decide what to do with their retirement plans. When we're trying to figure out, 
you know, a cash flow analysis and how people need money, one of the things that we have to rely on sometimes are fixed income sources. Bonds, bank accounts, CDs, insurance products, life insurance, annuities, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, they're all they're all tied to these interest rates. And that becomes a problem because once again, if interest rates are low, that is really hurting the retiree. That's really hurting that retired investor. And so we have a fundamental problem shaping up on a lot of different levels. The um, It's amazing because what happens when interest rates fall? All of a sudden you get 6,000 pieces of mail to refinance your house. Every car dealership sending you stuff that financing is awesome. Everybody's screaming on the radio, buy, 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 because the smart people borrow and leverage money. The dumb people save money. I mean, we hear that stuff all the time. And the reality is you have to be very cautious because yes, it's totally true. You can run out and you can get a house probably in the low threes right now on an interest rate on a 30 year. You can buy a car for practically no interest. You can probably negotiate your credit cards down and all that kind of stuff. So from a borrowing debt standpoint, hey, you know what? Good news. Hooray. Go do it. That's what people say. I have kind of a different rhetoric on this. I have a different concern and that is. So what's your take? Well, you know, to be honest, Tony, I think that when times are good, that's an opportunity for us to contract our personal lifestyles. When when the market's up and our investments are doing well, to me, that's a great opportunity to pay off debt and pay off obligations. Because what if we have another problem? What if we have another financial crisis, another 2000.com bomb or another 08 mortgage crisis? When's the next one coming? Because... As I mentioned earlier in the show, there's something called the yield curve, which is a very interesting leading indicator of recessionary effects on our equity stock markets. So everyone's heard of the little old outfit called the Wall Street Journal, I assume. Um, I've seen pictures. Sure. Yep. (laughs) There you go. The um, If you want to read an interesting article, because this just touches on a nice consumer level read of what I research and what I look at is there's an article out that just came out recently. Actually, it came out July 5th titled Yield Curve Shows 60% Chance of Recession. So you could Google that from the Wall Street Journal. And not that I'm so concerned about the the 60% kind of a thing, but what's nice about the article is it explains how economists and researchers use the yield curve to see what's happening in our economy with some level of projection. And so basically what happens is the yield curve typically measured using the level of long-term rates relative to short-term rates. So what they're doing is they're saying, hey, look, if you went and bought a three-month bond, it's not going to pay you very much, maybe you know a tenth of a percent or a quarter of a percent or something like that. Versus if you went and bought a 30-year bond, maybe you could eke out two or three percent. And so there's a curve up. The longer the bond you buy, the longer, the higher the interest rate you're going to get on it. Well, as that yield curve levels out, meaning long-term rates and short-term rates are coming more in line and sometimes even go inverse, that is generally an indication of the stock market perhaps about to go into some type of recessionary period. And it's amazing. If anybody wants to go out there, 
Go Google stockcharts.com yield curve. It will show you the last 20 years of the yield curve through the through the general stock market. And you can click in the high of 07 and the high of 2000 to see what the yield curves look like versus the lows. And it's incredible. It's a very visual story. Now, we're not there yet of the early 2000s or the 07 type stuff, but the yield curve has been flattening out. And so that becomes not an immediate concern, but it becomes an awareness. You know, all of us kind of raise the eyebrow and say, huh, that's interesting. You know what? The stock market's been on a tear since 09. Generally speaking, it goes down on occasion. Now, granted, the last year and a half hasn't been gangbusters, right? It's really moved sideways right. at best. Yeah. You know, and, and that's tough. But the reality is, is it hasn't imploded as it has previously. And as we look at the yield curve, the yield curve is slowly starting to give us those warning flags that, hey, man, could we be rounding out a top? Now, not necessarily. We could certainly move to new highs. That is the one power of the crystal ball, right? It, it doesn't right. work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It has no power. It has no power. So exactly. for me, I look at this in opposite land and I say, look, yields are low. Yields are great for borrowers. They're bad for savers. Totally true stuff. But then again, markets are high. Things are still moving okay. Economic data in the U.S. is still coming out reasonable. What a great opportunity to focus on getting out of debt. Save your eggs, save whatever for the rainy day kind of stuff. What a great opportunity to pay down credit cards, pay down cars, pay down homes, get out of it. Because if we go through the next market cycle, you know, you don't want to be, what do they say? You don't want to be caught holding the knife. Right. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to be caught holding the knife. Right. So there's a lot there, but, yeah. um, yeah. Well, you know, we have to take a quick commercial break right now, oh, but this is, boo. this is some great, I know this is great information, Michael, for our <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, why don't you let our listeners know what you have to offer them, how they can get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants to give us a call, 805-500-7035, we'd be more than happy to give you a complimentary consultation. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of concern. That's not always bad. The whole point is you got to look for opportunities. You got to figure out what to do with your money. But more importantly, you need a plan. You need to know how your cash flow is coming in, where those monthly paychecks are coming from. If you haven't organized that, if you're not confident with your investments, give us a call. We'll give you a complimentary second opinion. We'd be more than happy to help you out. And heck, if you give me a call this week and set up an appointment, we'll, we'll even give you a book for free when you come in. I'll give you my book, The Wealth Puzzle, that I wrote that really focuses on the idea of what are some of those things that are important as we look for retirement planning tools. But 805-500-7035. You can visit our website at thelindgroup.com couple great ways to get a hold of us. All right. Well, thank you so much, Michael. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more from Michael Mansfield of The Lynn Group here on Financially Tuned right after this. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. The Wealth Puzzle, a fiduciary guides to proper retirement planning by Michael J. Mansfield from The Lynn Group. If you're like most of our clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease the financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. That is exactly why Michael decided to author his very own book. 
The Wealth Puzzle, a fiduciary's guide to proper retirement planning, will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. Simply call 805-500-7035 or visit thelindgroup.com to receive your copy today. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, our host, Michael Mansfield, is here from the Lind Group. Michael, great show so far. And Thanks. you're talking a little bit about the yield curve. And before you brought this up, I had no idea what you meant when you said <laughs> the yield curve. So we're taking that trip along our financial highway and we come to the yield curve. What does that mean for our listeners out there? For average average Joe, Tony Shore, tuning into the show, which is me, uh, what is the yield curve? How is that going to affect me? And how can well, I utilize that? A great question. I mean, the reality is, is the things that we talk about get a little technical. They get a little into the sticks and into the woods and all of that. And it's not that all the listeners need to fully understand this stuff. The takeaway of the things that I try to discuss on this show are perhaps the indicators, the ideas, the processes that we look at as we try to formulate educated information to what we think might or might not be going on in our economy, certainly in our stock markets. And so one of the things that has become very common is this yield curve, meaning that economists and analysts like to use it as an indicator of the potential risk of some type of recessionary period and at a minimum in our equity stock markets. So they watch the yield curve and if the yield curve starts to do certain things, they say, good golly, this could be an indication that things are slowing down. This could be setting a new top in the stock market. This could be a recessionary period. And like I was talking about earlier, you know, the Wall Street Journal came out with this article, yield curve shows 60% chance of recession. It's from Deutsche Bank. And it's interesting, and I, I mentioned it early, but basically what happens is the yield curve is they're looking at yields. So everyone knows that if you go buy a bond, a five-month, a three-month, a one-month, a five-year, a 10-year, a 20-year, a 30-year, whatever you buy, there's a yield, there's a coupon, there's a payment associated with it. Because remember, when you buy a bond, you don't own anything. You're basically loaning the government your money. And the benefit of loaning them the money is the promise that they're going to pay you interest. Hence, like if you bought a house, someone's loaning you the money and you're paying them a, a fixed amount of interest for the, the length of the loan. Same idea with bonds. And so when you look at what those interest payments are from bonds and they compare the difference between the short-term interest rates and the long-term interest rates, that creates a curve, you know, technically, you get a higher interest rate from the government on a bond for the longer term sure. bonds versus the short. So, you know, in its simplicity, we watch that curve. Is it very arched and high? Is it flat? Is it inverted? What is the curve doing? Because when you go back in history and you look at after the dot-com run up in the late 90s that kind of manifested in 2000, and then obviously the market run up back up to the 2007 high before the mortgage crisis, you have this nice, healthy, curved yield curve, <laughs> curved sure. yield curve. And what happened is, is when you look at those time periods, you can see the yield curve flatten and actually go inverted a little bit. And, and obviously in both of those events, when that happened, the market had a pretty significant decline in both periods, obviously well over 30% in the early 2000s 
and darn close to 50% in the 08 to 09 crash. Does that mean it's happening tomorrow? Not at all. This just means that this is one of those indicators, just like I always talk about Jack Bogle saying, don't watch the stock market, watch economic data. This is one of those measures that we use to say, how are things looking? Because remember, economically, things are, are reasonable in the United States. I mean, gosh, they just had, you know, manufacturing data come out and higher than last month kind of stuff. So yeah, we've been getting a lot of good stuff. I mean, last week they announced consumer confidence was like 98 or 96 when they're expecting 93 stuff is coming out. Well, home prices were up 5.4% again, kind of things. Economically things are, are doing well. But then all of a sudden you, you plug in something like the yield curve and you say, well, wait a second. Now I have to kind of raise my eyebrow just a little bit and say, well, you know, what's really going on out there? Economic indicators are saying fine, but why aren't, why aren't the treasuries, why aren't the yields going up then? Because why aren't people leaving bonds and going back into the stock market if everything's so fine and dandy? Those are the things that we look for. All of this leads into you as the individual investor. It's saying, hey, look, the one interesting thing about life is even though you need a plan, you need a cash flow plan, you need to know where your paychecks are coming from, you need to understand your debts, you need to understand your liabilities, you have to understand taxes, your estate planning, your trust, your wills, your powers of attorney. There's so much stuff to understand and figure out. But at the end of the day, you still have to own investments. Whether they're conservative insurance product investments, whether they're aggressive stock market investments, at the end of the day, you own investments. Where we come into play is helping you understand what type of investments fit your situation, the amount you should have in those types of investments, and how to follow through on turning them into whatever you desire out of life. Mm -hmm. And so that's why this stuff is relevant because these are the conversations that we have with our clients this is the data we use to say hey look based on these types of market cycles and where we're at right now these might be the style of investments that are appropriate to you because with falling yields we've got a problem people right how many of you get a run out to the bank and get a five percent cd anymore and no one i don't see any hands up less than one percent there's only two of us no one raised their hands the, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, once again, if you wanted fixed income bond type stuff, you know, what, what are you getting out of your bonds? You're, you're not getting that much out of the bonds. You gotta, you gotta promise the government your money for 10 years to get 1.35% today. Uh, how scary is that? Is that keeping up Super with inflation? Scary. You know, is that, you know, it's, it's incredible. The same thing happens with insurance products too. I hate to say it though, but over the last few years, you know, we, we've talked a lot about annuities and cash value life insurances, and those are still huge viable products that we use, but we've seen the rates falling for the last few years. And I find it interesting. You know, we had someone in the other day that we had discussed how to use a, a fixed index annuity in order to solve some problems in their portfolio. And we did it in 2014. And they came back in about a month and a half ago and said, hey, you know what? I know I kind of balked at all that, but I've been reading about it and, and thinking about it. And based on the markets and all that fun jazz, I want to do it. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that you researched something and you made a, an educated decision versus an emotional decision. But I've got some interesting news for you. 
Things have changed in the last two years. The yeah. rules are different. The incomes are different. The rates of return are different. So just because we did all the research and figured out what a solution was years ago for you, it's not the same answer anymore. You know, and not that the ship has sailed, but the, you know, you're, you might be on a dinghy now. So a lot of times we realize that these, these, these time periods, these interest rates, Come on, man. They have a huge effect on retirees. Retirees are getting hammered. And everyone's yeah, like, oh, this is so cool. Go get your house for cheaper. You know, refinance. Who cares? Who cares about that stuff? That is details. What is important is retired people that don't have the ability to work have to survive. How the heck do you survive with this fixed income stuff? I meet more and more people now that have ventured back into the stock market looking for rates of return on dividends from stocks and things like that. And what's happened over the last year and a half? You know, everybody's gotten an ulcer because the market doesn't go up. It just goes down and up and down and up and eventually does nothing. But if you're yeah. pulling money out, you're pulling money out of your stock market investments and every month in January and February it's down and March it's up and all that stuff. Your reverse dollar cost averaging, you destroy your account values. There is so much wisdom in what we do for people. There is so much practicality. I don't know if that's a word. Um, it is. Hey, you know what? Perfect. But there's so much practicality in what we do because you know what? We use common sense. We say, look, if you need income in retirement, which who's the person that doesn't, we have to figure out, number one, how much income someone needs. So we work on your external sources. What's happening with your social security? How do we maximize that? Do you have pensions? How do we maximize them? Do you have any external income sources, rental properties, trust friends from grandma, whatever that thing is that's bringing money in. What are those sources? How do we maximize them? Then we go to tier two for all of our customers. What are your expenses? What are your outflows? We work through all of their expenses. It's not an exact science and we have to project some stuff, but we spend time on the expenses. Hey, you know what? We, uh, we're out of time for today's show. Ah. We have to wrap it up, Michael. Ah, she got me talking Sorry. there, Tony. I didn't. I didn't stop. <laughs> I I know, and even you slipped into gardening for just a second. Nah, um, nah. That that's what threw us over is when you started talking about planting a tree in the side yard. But um, there you go. But other than that, it was a great show. This is good information for our listeners out there. Why don't you let them know how they can get a hold of you before we go today? Absolutely. Call our office, uh, 805-500-7035. You can visit us on our website, thelindgroup.com. We actually rec rec uh, record and archive all of our shows at financiallytunedradio.com. You can find us. We're located right in the middle of Ventura. We're on Victoria across the street from the government center. So you look for our sign out on Victoria, the Lynn Group. But give us a call, 805-500-7035. Like I said, anyone that wants to come in for a complimentary consultation, be more than happy to give you a copy of my book, The Wealth Puzzle. Wrote it myself. So uh, I'm happy to give it out because I, I need at least one person to read it. And um, <laughs> Hey, you know. I've read it. Okay, two, two. <laughs> Just All kidding, right. But... All righty. Good show.
Good show. That does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 